You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'll tell you what, we had a chance. We had a chance at an incredible, incredible trade deadline. But unfortunately, it just didn't quite come together. But as we're finding out today, could have been amazing. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Uh, I'll tell you what, when you read the story today from Woj and Ramona Shelburne, in case you were just joining us, came out probably about what? 10 o'clock this morning, 10.30 this morning, something like that. Oh, yeah. They reported that over a 24-hour window prior to the trade deadline that included owner-to-owner conversations, the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron James to consider a pair, uh, a trade to pair him with Steph Curry. It would have been absolutely amazing if it had come together but that's not even just the most fascinating part of it. LeBron. I got to jump in. That okay. is the most fascinating part of it. That is without question the most fascinating mm. part. The fact that it could have happened, that's yeah. the fascinating part. Well, there's a few fascinating parts. I'm a little more that's fascinated. That's the most fascinating. Come on. The idea that someone reached out to make this happen, you well, got to rank mean, that number one. But, but Daryl Morey calls everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can reach out all you want, but the fact True. that it was a 24-hour period and it began with owner-to-owner yeah. on that front. And it also ties in with the fact that the Lakers didn't say no immediately. They said, no, we don't want to trade LeBron, but uh, you know what? Uh, Maybe you want to call Rich Paul, take his temperature on how LeBron's feeling about the situation. Let's dig down on that for a sec. Yeah. It's possible, and I, I find that to be fascinating as well, that like Jeannie Bush, like some of us are thinking, you should hang up right away. This is LeBron James. You don't waste his time with this. You hang up because he's the best of all time. Mm-hmm. That's how some see it. I think others might see it as Jeannie wants to treat everyone there with respect. It's LeBron James. She probably doesn't want him hearing about this later that, like, someone called and she didn't even dare run it by him, right? Like, maybe she's like, look, I'm going to bring him in the loop out of respect for him, and then we can all talk about this if this becomes real. Maybe we're getting a little too too jacked up about that is what I'm saying. Just a possibility. That's a very good possibility, and it's it's kind of mentioned that, you know, making sure that they treat their players with – a certain level of respect is important. And and Joe, that's an important message to get out there for other players down the line. Correct. That the Lakers are going to bring you into the discussion. But having said all of that, it does make me think that you have to at least believe a little bit the Lakers would not have been broken up if LeBron had decided, you know what, maybe maybe I will go to the Warriors and try to go get another championship. That was my immediate feeling. Like, I, you can say that it's out of respect for him too, but, eh, you know, 
at least let him say no for sure. So let's indulge that. Let's yeah. indulge that for a moment. You go to LeBron, and LeBron, instead of saying no, LeBron says he's interested. Somehow the two sides work something out. James goes to Golden State. Kaminga, draft picks, prospects, whatever it may be, they come back to the Lakers. Lakers are feeling good, you're saying? I'm saying the Lakers at least could take a look at it and say, does this make sense for us? And maybe we don't have to worry about LeBron every other moment, knocking on our door, staying on top of us to get out there and make deals every second with every single asset that we have for the future. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing because it means you have LeBron James. Yeah. It's better to have LeBron James and maybe LeBron James is bothering you quite a bit to improve the roster than to not have LeBron James. I think those are problems the Pistons would love to have right now. Oh, I understand that. But the Lakers very well may feel right now that they've hit their ceiling with LeBron. With the way things are constituted and the inability to really do anything that was going to be substantial in terms of trying to help around him. Maybe they feel like, you know what, we, we do need to hang on to some of these assets for where we're going because we might have already just uh, topped out what he can do with Anthony Davis at the moment. And it's not a knock on him. It's just we've done some things to try to help, but this is where we are. It's an interesting thought process because there's two ways to evaluate what happened last season. One, the Lakers started slow, made moves at the deadline, got good towards the end of the year, then went on a run, showed you who they could be, beat Memphis, beat the Warriors, got swept by the Nuggets, but not the end of the world because the Nuggets went on to win the championship. So you realize you're in the Final Four and you're close. So you're thinking to yourself, we're going to carry that over to next season. We are a good team. The other thought process there is that you kind of caught lightning in a bottle for a couple months and you caught a pretty good draw in the West. You got Memphis early, And Mm -hmm. Memphis is a good regular season team, but they haven't shown it in the playoffs. Then you got the Warriors who just had gone seven games with the Sacramento Kings and they needed a 50 burger from Steph Curry in game seven to get past. You'll remember Jordan Poole was not playing well in that series. They were not getting a lot from other members on that team. It was Steph carrying the team throughout the course of the playoffs. So you get by them and then you get waxed out in a non-competitive fashion against Denver. And you think to yourself, yeah, we caught lightning in a bottle. We got every last ounce we could out of that team. And now we're kind of back to the middle. Because I would argue it's not like the West got weaker since last season. The Lakers have kind of been status quo based on where they were. But Minnesota's a hell of a lot better. Oak City's a hell of a lot better. Phoenix looks good. New Orleans is competitive. Uh, I didn't even mention the defending champs who are just hanging around. The Clippers have obviously gotten better. Dallas is still hanging around in the playoff picture. I think the Lakers at best remained equal to what they were last year and the rest of the West got better. And now they're realizing to your point, yeah, this is it. It's not like some of these young teams are going away. Minnesota and OKC and Sacramento and New Orleans, they're not going away. The Clippers could hang around for a few years. Phoenix, as properly constructed right now, they're going to be a threat. Like you're looking at the state of the West and you're only getting older and you don't have a whole lot of assets to make a whole lot of moves. You don't have a lot of financial freedom. Yeah, I could see why they might want to move on from him just because the current state of the West is something they can't compete with. Now, from the LeBron standpoint, there would have been an opportunity for him to go and try to cash in on another championship before the clock runs out. 
here's Mad Dog earlier today on First Take uh, with his analysis of LeBron opting to not do that. To go chase another championship to me was not the right way to do it. Fix what's, what's going on right now in L.A. So I think he made the right move. Plus the fact he's never going to leave L.A. It's his billion dollar empire. He loves Southern California. His kid goes to USC. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not leaving L.A. So I think it was a pipe dream anyway by the Warriors and probably a little act of desperation. But I'm glad LeBron said no. And it sounds like it was a firm no. <laughs> firm. The level of no. That, uh, no, not happening. How eh, much digging? Eh, how much really. digging do you think Mad Dog did to find out the firmness level of that no? <laughs> Made some phone calls, quite firm, quite Listen, firm on the no. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned, you can influence a, a dog opinion pretty quickly. Um, but I, I definitely think he was kind of locked in on what was said at the time. Uh, so listen, he's not championship chasing. And for his legacy, that's probably still a good thing. It's a great thing. All right, him going there and winning, that's not going to help him in the race with Jordan at all. People yeah. look to tear LeBron down at every turn. Had to go to Miami and join Dwayne Wade to win championships. And then he was able to shut some people up with that because he won in Cleveland against the Golden State Warriors who had won 73 games during the regular season. Mm -hmm. That was the most important of his championships. But then he goes to L.A. and he wins, and what does everyone say? Ah, it was the COVID championship, the bubble championship. That doesn't count, and he hears that. And the thing is, it does count. It counts for whoever can win it. Everyone had an opportunity to win the championship that year. His team got it done. It counts. But people look to take it away from him. And if he had gone to Golden State and won one, they would have said, you needed Steph Curry. Wasn't you. You needed Steph Curry. Just like they say about Kevin Durant. Because as great as Durant is, his place in history is solidified as one of the game's all-time human bucket getters. Eh, Never really won a championship as the guy. Had mm -hmm. to go to Golden State, who had knocked him out of the playoffs in order to win a championship. And I'm not saying I believe that. He was a huge part of what they did. Who knows if they win without him. But they no, won before they, he got there, and then they won after he got there. Well, whatever whatever the scenario, okay, what, what, however big of a factor he was, it doesn't matter. The perception is always going to be, well, he was in Oklahoma City. He lost, so let me go join the guys who beat us. Yeah. that That's what it was. And people will always say that, whether yep. it's fair or not. It will always be said. LeBron jumping from the Lakers halfway through the season to join the Warriors and win, that's going to be, well, you needed Steph Curry to win a championship. You couldn't do it on your own. Then there's the last part of this. I want you to listen to Stephen A. from this morning uh, because this is important to get in because it does factor into what's coming here in the future. We have to wonder how happy LeBron James is with Lakers management. And by Lakers management, I'm thinking Palenka more than Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss is absolutely phenomenal. Everybody loves Jeannie. We all know this. But in the same breath, if you're LeBron James, you're looking at the team. You're wondering about what exactly is being done to position you for title contention. And you're looking at some things and, and seeing what y'all are lacking and you're wondering whether or not that's an ideal situation for you in L.A. In the end, to answer the question again directly, however, I would tell you, LeBron James, if there is one person on the planet he should want to play with, it would be Steph Curry, the greatest shooter God has ever created. No lies told there. Um, I, I don't, even though there are opportunities out there at this juncture in his life, I don't think winning a championship is the most important thing to him anymore. So I don't know 
that any of this or the fact that he might be unhappy with Palinka is going to influence a decision in the offseason to where he might go somewhere else, try to find a way to make something work in Golden State, more frankly, try to go to a place like Philadelphia where the salary cap is wide open. I think his quality of life in L.A. is fantastic. And yeah. I think that it's not that he's dissatisfied with the organization. He's just competitive. He wants to see them active. He wants to see them working. But the thing is, given the financial constraints, given the salary cap situation, given the lack of picks, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do to improve this roster. It costs a lot to get Anthony Davis. It costs a lot to keep Anthony Davis. What else do you want them to do? That's the thing. They could make the moves last year. They can't do it this year. It's frustrating, but those are the rules. It's Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Yesterday, we talked about Jason Tatum's MVP candidacy and the fact that he hasn't had a moment. There was a chance for that moment last night. Did he provide it? We'll tell you NBA to Z in moments. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z. That's right, baby. Let's take you through it because plenty last night. You got a couple of great ones tonight. It is the progressive NBA snapshot, and we start with the Celtics. Here's Tatum driving baseline, steps around two guys, and flips it up and in with a right hand. That's Jason Tatum, who had 31 at halftime last night, Joe. 98-5, the sports hub. He finished with only 41. 14 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, There was that chance. You know, Evan sending out the text in the group text last night. 31 at the half. Here we go. 65 coming. And you're going to get that MVP moment. And then, nothing. 
Superstar players need superstar moments. He is a great player. He is a superstar. He just doesn't have the superstar moments that are necessary to win an MVP award. Nikola Jokic will dazzle you with a 40-point triple-double while carrying the Nuggets to a 20-point win. Luka Doncic will go for 70, playing 40 minutes. You have guys that go out there and put up insane numbers. Embiid scored 30 points in a row. Like, how many? 20-plus games? 30-plus games? He's killing it. Tatum has great numbers. His team is number one in the NBA. He's a phenomenal player, but he's 100-1 to to win the MVP for a reason. He's got to deliver a superstar moment to get on people's radar. Up next to Miami Heat. Love knocks it down. Timeout. I think that'll do it for Milwaukee. <laughs> That's a great call right there. Jeez, I love that. That was on 560 WQAM down in Miami. Let me hear that again real quick. Love knocks it down. Time out. I think that'll do it for Milwaukee. <laughs> and that'll do it for me as well. Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Heat never trailed 123-97. Uh, Giannis 23-11. and 11. Uh, eight assists, but did not take one single free throw. Bucks, 18 turnovers. Um, I'll ask this question. Three and six under Doc. Are you concerned? We quietly called this one yesterday, remember? Mm-hmm. It's a sleepy spot for Milwaukee. Huge sleepy, win. very sleepy. Very sleepy. Huge win over Denver. The next night, you got to get ready for a Miami team without Jimmy Butler. You're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Very easy to go to sleep there, which is exactly what they did. Pillar to post, Miami put it on them. Not concerned about the Bucks with Doc Rivers yet. Three and six is not good. They still have a very good record and a lot of talent. Give them time to figure it out. I would not be selling this stock right now. If anything, I'd be buying it. Does not mean I think they win the East, but I'd rather buy at this low price right now rather than sit here and say the sky's falling. They got time to figure it out. They're professionals with a lot of talent. How about your guy, SGA? Here's the sports animal in Oklahoma City. The numbers dissolve. Michelle run clock to 28 to play. Reversing field elevates and fires from behind the board. A 20-foot jumper rips the cords. Finishing touches tonight, baby. 39th 30-point game of the year for SGA. Sounds like superstar numbers to me right there. Yes. Yes. First player to average 30, two steals, 50% shooting at the All-Star break since Jordan. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Not Jordan who? DeAndre Jordan? You know, the other guy that doesn't get any love on that team that really should is Jalen Williams. He had 33 last night. Magic uh, go down to the Thunder, 127 uh, to 113. Shaq had his number retired uh, by the Magic, and his dog said this morning, well, let's see. You get destroyed by a team, then you left, team fell apart. Now we're retiring your number? Okay. It, that pretty much sums it up. It speaks to the franchise history of the Magic, right? Like, yep. that's what you are as a franchise. Shaq is phenomenal, but he was phenomenal, you know, elsewhere. He won elsewhere. Orlando, a pretty good team this year. Orlando, yep. a pretty good team this year. Better. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, yeah. though. Watch those numbers. There is a reason. He's plus 275 to an MVP. He has been delivering superstar numbers throughout the course of the year. I cannot wait to watch Oklahoma City in the playoffs. Then there is Phoenix. Gordon's open. Right side doesn't shoot the three. Instead, feeds Durant. He'll shoot the three and hit the three. Kevin Durant. 
Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Durant with that three made it 97-92. He finished with 28. Devin Booker had 25. So sorry, Daryl Morey. They're not available in trade. No, they are not. Bradley Beal, the story of the game, though, hamstring injury. Mm -hmm. So it looks like he's not going to be available as we lead into All-Star Weekend. Great situation. No, if you're going to have an injury, it might as well happen now. So you're not going to miss a lot of time. But that team, 13-4. and since the middle of January when all three of their big three were healthy, 13-4, and four, winning by an average of or, or point differential of around plus eight per game. Number one in the NBA in offensive efficiency. Got to stay healthy if they're going to have a chance. Very fun to watch this team play. To your point, Frank Vogel did already say he will miss the game against Detroit yeah. tonight, so well, they're going to let Detroit. him just go and get healthy. And, yeah, it is Detroit after all. Here's LeBron, three-pointer, left corner, good again. Speaking of which, seven ten ESPN LA Lakers roll against those very same Pistons, one twenty five to one eleven. Uh, LeBron twenty five points, his thirteenth straight twenty point game on the evening. Uh, I still don't buy into what's going on with the Lakers that they're all of a sudden going to put it together and have another run like they did last year joe i i think you put it pretty well earlier when you said that uh, you know last year set up pretty nicely for them until they ran into a buzzsaw this year is a little bit different yeah west is stacked the pistons had it had a nice run there they were 12 and 2 against the number over their last 14 going into that game couldn't cover last night really got away from them late in the game as for the lakers there will be a push at some point there will be a finishing kick it just won't happen deep into the postseason the west is stout and they are not a part of that stoutness one last one and it's anthony edwards with it left side spins away from simons gets by grant reverse layup is good and there's the second 40 point game of the season for anthony edwards 41 for anthony edwards minnesota uh took it took control they win at 121 109 over the blazers 16 and 15 for rudy gobert double double in six straight games Bum trailblazers. I had them plus nine and a half. They got outscored by 11 in the fourth quarter. Like that game, I shouldn't have lost that cover. They get outscored by 11 in the fourth quarter. I'm getting nine and a half there. That's my takeaway. I should probably have something more pro Minnesota. Here's something pro Minnesota. That was a sleepy spot last night, much like what Milwaukee faced. You had just beaten the Clippers the night before. Great matchup, great production, great team, great result. You fly north to play a nobody in Portland. And you end up finding a way to not only win, but win by double digits and cover the spread. See, That's impressive. That's a team with resilience. I'm going to speak for the audience here when I say this. And I know I can do this comfortably. Don't care all that much in that spot about your actual analysis. Want to hear more about your pain and them not covering. Want the pain? Don't go over to the, the analysis of Well, because Minnesota. we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there and we know what it's like. And there's true anger there. And it's okay to express yourself. Had that show. one. Felt like I had that one. I played two sleepy spots last night in the association. One was Miami. It was a winner. One was Portland. It was a loser. Would have loved to double dip there. Would have just loved it. Also had the Kings in hockey. Anyone see what they did last night? Uh, lost 7 nothing in Buffalo. So that shows you where Joey Pucks is these days. Christine was fall fired up that they had, you know, that all of a sudden that the Sabres had four goals to get things going. It turned out to be seven. Seven nothing. It was as a thorough a butt whooping as you will find in the NHL. And I was on every piece of the wrong side of that. That was your progressive NBA snapshot brought to you by progressive insurance a little snapshot into joe's soul <laughs> looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits go to progressive.com slash careers apply online today 
Well, when we think of tight ends and we think of wackiness, we think of Travis Kelsey, but we also think of Gronk, do we not? Oh, you know what that means. Oh, Gronk. A little time for a little game called Who Said It is on the way next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Was it Aaron Rodgers or the Dalai Lama? Relax. Kanye or Kyrie? That's another root of human struggle. Or Carlin or Joe? I've never been interested in facts. It's time again to ask, who said it? It is truly one of my favorite games. I get so hyped for this more so than anything else on our show. That's it. I was born to be a game show host. This is the peak, huh? Yeah, this is it. I'm hoping that if this whole thing doesn't work out, I get a shot at a game show somewhere. That's that is a thing, right? Didn't we have this over the summer? You and I were on different shows, but I remember something about you making a play for what was it, Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, like I was very not that I made a play, but I was very annoyed that it was immediately handed to Seacrest, who does everything. I mean, come on. I well, don't I mean, this guy in my face again. He does everything. Yeah, that's how yeah. a guy like that gets it. What do no. you do? I, well, if you give me the opportunity, you'll find out. You said earlier, literally, as you're calling games, you're just getting names wrong left and right. Remember that? (laughs) I have no recollection of that. Anyway. (laughs) Go ahead. So today's game is who said it among two elite tight ends. Was it Travis Kelsey or was it Gronk? Both are known for being outlandish personalities and at times maybe not the brightest bulbs on the tree. Fair to say? You said that. I don't want to say that. Okay, I'll say that. But I think they would both say that. So I will ask you a question by reading you a quote, and you will tell me who said it, whether it was Gronk or Travis Kelsey. For instance, here is a sample. I just love business. I love doing business-type stuff. I would guess that that would be Gronkowski talking about his post-playing days. Okay. correct. Red hot. And I love the way he puts it. I love doing business-type stuff. Yeah. So let's get after it, shall we? Shall we? Here we go. Too hype. I just got this C on my exam without even studying. Just using common knowledge. Who said it, Gronk or Kelsey? I'm going to go Gronk. That 
That's a Travis wow. Kelsey. Wow, well, those two are two peas in a pod. Are they not? That they I are. thought that was Gronk at the University of Arizona, dead to rights. Next, stay hyped. Get chicks. Uh, I mean, again, it feels like Gronk. That is Gronk. All right. I never drink wine. There's only one wine I like, but I forget what it's called. It tastes like Sprite. Uh, uh, Gronk. Correct. Nobody can make fun of me better than me. Kelsey. Look at you rolling along. I, 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 I got to tell you, these are just pure guesses. Yep. These are pure guesses. These could all, I want to just guess Gronk for like all of them, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. They okay. all feel like Gronk. I didn't realize Kelsey was as big a meathead. Apparently so. I say so. that with love. I say that with love. Affable. Yes. They're very affable. I can throw the ball. I'll never get the opportunity. Kelsey. Correct. Yeah, that one, that's not as Gronkish. I did make National Honor Society in high school. Who said it? Gronk or Kelsey? <laughs> I did make is National one of your Honor tri- Society in high this school. This is one of your trick ones. This is neither. This is a trick. Gronk. Gronk. What the hell high school was that? Next question. My brother's got two degrees. He got one for me. Kelsey. Also Gronk. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I am fond of pigs. Dogs look up to us. Cats look down on us. Pigs treat us as equals. Kelsey. That was actually Winston Churchill. (laughs) There's the trick. (laughs) You'll never get to see the intimate side of a football player. Oh, wow. Um, I'd say maybe something Taylor Swifty. Kelsey. Correct. All right. Said, ooh, girl, shock me like an electric eel. Gronk. That also was Kelsey after the line of the intimate side of a football player. Was this recently? (laughs) I don't know when it was. I was going to say that. I mean, that's MGMT. That's not exactly a recent song, although a very good song. No, yeah. There you go. Uh, Before I go to bed, I got to hit my sit-ups and push-ups while I'm watching a TV show. That's got to be Gronk. Well, you didn't even let me get to the... You don't need to finish. That is classic Gronk. If it's going to be about body parts, it's Gronk. <laughs> I'd be okay if we didn't ever go back out to London ever again. Shout out to everybody in London. I love the fans. <laughs> Gronk. Kelsey! <laughs> uh, <No>. oh! <laughs> Shout out to everybody in London. These two are... I can't believe that they... Uh, I don't know. Maybe people f- driving around have this figured out better than I do. All right. I got a couple of last ones here. Crazy. All right. You ready? Yeah. My pet peeves are people touching me a lot. Random dudes grabbing me and slapping me across the back. Feels like Kelsey. Gronk. Gronk feels like he'd be okay with people mixing it up with him like that. Well, apparently not. Apparently not. I am on a real cold streak here at the end. I'm still getting paid millions of dollars. That's it? I'm still getting paid millions of dollars. Gronk. That was Aaron Rodgers, actually. And then Uh, finally. Yes, we had to get Rodgers into this show. (laughs) No one makes better scrambled eggs than me. Kelsey. That was actually Donald Trump. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. It's actually Gronk. It's actually Gronk who said it.
I mean, I'd have to imagine Trump said that too at some point, right? Nobody makes better scrambled eggs than me. Right. Like of that's it's, it's you're telling me in all his years walking around, Trump's never said that. I find that hard to believe. I, I didn't think you did too badly there. I thought you did. I did horribly. Well. I the guy was hidden too You hit a bad streak at the end. Well, also, there's a bunch of non-Gronk and Kelsey's in there, so if I don't know Winston Churchill quotes, of which I don't, I'm not going to be able to nail those. But, yeah, that was good. That was really good. I did not realize that those two were that similar. Yeah. They are, wow, that position. I mean, Tony Gonzalez just has to be shaking his head. (laughs) Tony Gonzalez is somewhere just going, what the hell happened? Uh, Last one, though, but last thing here is that Kelsey earlier today uh, on the New Heights podcast with his brother – uh, address the situation with Andy Reid from the other night. Here's what he had to say. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reid. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reid. Coach Reid knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took a bad. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f-ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby, but damn, I love winning with you. That was well executed on his part. Was it not? Yeah, I mean, it has to be addressed. It yep. has to be addressed. There are a lot of people that looked at that, and I, I actually liked his what his brother Jason had to say more than what Travis had to say. Yeah. Like, hey, Jason's the one that's saying what Travis needs to be saying, which is the, that's over the top. You can't do that. That's too much with the bump, and it's too much with the yelling in his face. I think Jason Jason was the one that that really delivered there in mm-hmm. the way it needed to be delivered. So that that worked out very well for all of them. I'm glad they addressed it too because there are a lot of people that were uncomfortable with that. A lot of people who have been around the sport, you understand heat of the moment type stuff, but yeah. you, you got to come out and say that. You got you to gotta explain it to those who don't understand the heat of the moment. So they have addressed it and they'll move on. Meanwhile, the 49ers will have three more press conferences about yeah. what happened at the end of the game. Yeah, Kyle from Cabo, you know, we addressed it. I talked to the kickers. They were supposed to tell everyone. Well, as the Chiefs celebrate their latest Super Bowl victory, the rest of the NFL is moving forward to the draft. And one team picking near the top has got a major decision to make. We'll address it next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, including on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. 
Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio. Are you ready? Live from the heart of downtown Detroit, Michigan. The Detroit Lions select. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 25th. The NFL Draft is now officially open. The countdown rolls on. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. You know what that means. I mean, we're only a couple of days past the Super Bowl, and we are mocking it up, baby. The mocks are everywhere. And Field Yates, his first-round mock draft is up on ESPN.com. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. So, Joe, here's the deal with Field Yates on his first mock draft. He's got Caleb Williams going number one to the Bears. But where it really gets interesting is he has Jaden Daniels going second to the Washington Commanders, and then the Patriots end up with Drake May at third. Jaden Daniels is somebody that I think a lot of people didn't necessarily tune into the majority of the year after you know a couple of losses earlier in the year. And so I'm wondering how people are going to view this with Daniels, people being the public, not scouts, in uh, him being the second quarterback taken as opposed to Drake May. I think more people may have watched him than you would give him credit for. Late in the season, they had the big Alabama game, which is always Saturday night, and he mm-hmm. played pretty well there until he got dinged up late. Drake May's the one that I wonder how many people who have actually oh, I do wonder him that too. over yes. the course of the season because he's at UNC, and if you're a fan – but you don't pay a ton of attention to college football, and now you're turning your attention to the draft. You're hearing Drake Drake May's name quite a bit, but you didn't see him at the Heisman ceremony. You didn't see him in a major bowl game. You didn't hear from his team all that much this year. It was a relatively down year for the ACC outside of Florida State. So ultimately, that's the guy you probably need to get more familiar with, but we're kind of in the weeds here. Jaden Daniels has been on a remarkable journey. He was at Arizona State. It didn't go very well there. He transfers to LSU. He joins Brian Kelly. He puts up a hell of a season last season. Not the one we just had, but the season before that. You start thinking to yourself, all right, maybe this kid's better than what we saw with the Sun Devils. Then comes this year with Brian Kelly. In a year where everyone thought LSU was going to take a big step forward in year two, while the team didn't deliver on that, the quarterback most certainly did. He is the only reason that team competed at any point during the year because that defense stunk, absolutely stunk. And Daniels was putting up ungodly numbers. I mean, passing game, rushing game, freak athlete, wins the Heisman Trophy running away. Think about this. Heisman Trophy winner coming from a team that did not play conference championship weekend. When all the voters can be swung by recency bias because Bo Nix is playing Michael Penix, Georgia's playing Alabama, Michigan's got another game. No, no, no. It was a guy who didn't even play that weekend that went on to win in a runaway because of how big of a season he put up. I think people need to start getting familiar with this name because he brings a lot to the table. That mobility, that athleticism, that is huge in the modern NFL. It doesn't mean you need to run for 850 yards a game like Lamar Jackson, but it does mean you need to be able to evade the pass rush to give your wide receivers more time to get open down the field, much like we see from Patrick Mahomes on a regular basis. Well, to that point, in 13 games – This is what he did. 3,800 yards passing, 
completed 72%. That's a big number right there. 72. Joe, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions. And by the way, to your point about athleticism, only rushed for 1,100 yards. Only. Very Holy casual cow. 1,100 yards. I mean, he had, he had four 100-yard games this season, another one where he had 93, another where he had 96, and another where he had 99. He's a freak, man. He is an absolute freak, and he's not small. That was the thing. I think people have seen him play, and they think he's th- he, he might no. be thin. He's wiry. No, he's, he's stands like six, six four. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. It, it, no one talked about him throughout the course of the season, really, as to where it pertained for draft status. Like, all we talked about was Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, and rightfully so. He had won the Heisman Trophy the year before. He had a great season this past year. But Daniels was one of those guys who caught a lot of steam late in the year where they were like, hey, wait a minute, could this guy be a good pro? And, yeah, as you're seeing, Field Yates has him number two to the Washington Commanders. I wonder if the Commanders see it that way because there's the rumor they want to trade up to one with the Chicago Bears, maybe take Caleb Williams there. Uh, Daniels, that might be a nice little consolation prize if you don't get up there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Listen, I I think what really gets interesting – if you're the bear or if you're the uh, commanders in that situation, are you better off trying to trade up and get Caleb Williams and trade away a lot of your capital? Or are you just fine sitting back and taking Jaden Daniels? Because I would argue it would be the latter. I don't know that the gap between the two is so far different that you could is so wide that you could justify trading away all of that extra draft capital. Cause look, if the bears are going to trade Williams, they're not getting cheated. This is not, you know, the 49ers uh, letting the bears trade up one spot for a couple of third round picks, you know, in the, in the Mitch Trubisky Solomon Thomas year. That's not what this is. No, this it is, is not. It, this is, you're going to give us a couple of first round picks and then we'll see what else it's going to be. Like, I don't know if you're the commanders, if that's a fair justification. I'm very excited to see what Field says, uh, as well as Mel when we talk to him and everybody else who follows this for a living, as to how close the gap is between Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Like, what is the Daniels deficiency? What's the problem with Daniels? Because if you're Washington, and to your point, you're sitting there thinking that you're going to need to give up an arsenal of picks for the future in order to move up one spot to get Caleb Williams. If the gap isn't all that great, and you can take Daniels at two and then use that massive amount of salary cap space you have, as well as all those draft picks you wouldn't be trading away to continue building out this roster, you might be in much better shape in a much shorter amount of time than whatever happens at one and whoever takes Caleb Williams. Because the quarterback can only go so far if the organization has poor coaching, poor salary cap management skills, poor talent around the quarterback. Caleb Williams can only do so much. Jane Daniels can only do so much. Washington's in a position where they can really build around that quarterback. And with Cliff Kingsbury there as an offensive coordinator, and we saw what he did with Caleb Williams. You don't think he can get as much out of Jaden Daniels and oh, what I he can he do can. on the ground? Yeah, listen, if I if I were Cliff Kingsbury, I'd be just fine getting Jaden Daniels. So you think Drake May is like the clear number three here, or are we overlooking this? Because it was Caleb Williams one, Drake May two, solidified for months. Now it feels like Caleb Williams one, Jaden Daniels two. Mm-hmm. Is Drake May still three? Is that how this works? For the Patriots, he's three. 
Right. It's going QB there. I mean, if you're somebody else and you're sitting there, like I think the third best player in the draft is Marvin Harrison. But I think the you Patriots, don't even have him as the second best player. That's interesting. Some see him as the second best player behind Caleb Williams. He's that maybe good. I'm being unfair. Um, we'll it's ask not field just that. because of the North Carolina thing. He's so polished. I, I understand. I just, I, I don't know that I want. You seem flummoxed right now. Are you flummoxed? I, I wouldn't say flummoxed. I would just say that I am just not nearly as impressed by Drake May as I am by Daniels. The system has a lot to do with that. I think you have a very raw, talented individual who played in a system at North Carolina that doesn't necessarily put you in the best possible situation to showcase your talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And he's athletic too, but he's not anywhere near what Daniels is. Um, And I'm not going to judge him solely by the numbers, but Drake May was, he wasn't as great as I expected him to be this year. Is that fair? That's fair. Neither was the team, though. That's where this evaluation becomes but so what, important. But what begat what? You know what I mean? Okay. Did, did, did the team not fare as well because he wasn't great or the other way around? I'd say the other way around. I have more faith in the quarterback than the team, but I could be wrong. Field Yates to answer these questions next. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 